We're going to talk to you. You are the initiate. You are the cause we feed. found out that I was actually getting a two-inch by two-inch brand with a cover as an hand. We no longer under the laws of Moses. The world that can stop with violence, and the violence shall take it by force. Coffee. And cults. <sighs> Hi John. Hi Sam. Hi listeners. And welcome to Coffee and Cults, where once a month we meet, drink coffee and talk cults, sects and fringe religious movements from around the world. Please be aware this podcast may not be suitable for all listeners as it will contain strong language and uh, I've got some more content warnings for you today John, the Sam special. Got a content warning for uh, sex abuse? Yay! <laughs> to any new <laughs> listeners, Sam is yaying at our discomfort at the subject matter of the podcast, yeah. not an, a general yay for that <laughs> Not thing. just a celebration for, for sex abuse. <clears throat> and um, my other content warning is might be quite specific, but there's a content warning for guilt, because there is a fair chance that you, John, have financially, you have financially contributed to this cult. Oh no! But we'll find out without knowing. Oh my will... god, that yeah. is going to be a hell of have... a twist in this book. Okay, yeah, great. I have for sure. And if our listeners are like us, which I think a lot of them are, they may have done as well. Oh my god, listeners, oh. you and I on on trial in this uh, in podcast fifty one. Yeah. Oh, new series, very exciting. Yeah, listeners, we're considering this the start of the next fifty episodes. This yeah. is season two of Coffee and Cults. Uh, and we're very excited to be starting that run. And we will only say that here in this episode, we're not going to change how our titles come up or anything like that, are we? No, no, no not at all. It's, it's just, it's another 50 episodes. Yeah. This is episode 51. Welcome back. Yeah, you you know, we know. That's, that's we're, the, we're the only people that need to know. Have you got any other, any other admin to address or are we going straight into this, John? I think with a sense of trepidation, my yeah. culpability, Sam, let's right. go for it. Let's go right in. Okay. So the cult we are talking about today are called 3HO. Throho. Throho. Sure. Um, I'm going to try my very best with the pronunciations because um, it's it's a uh, it's a Sikh based cult. So okay. there are lots of words that don't go naturally to uh, the in the English language. Okay. So we'll, I'm going to try my very very best. Um, and I, as I was preparing for this, I tried to keep all the like bad stuff out for as long as I could. Okay. That's not really very long, but I've tried my very hardest, okay? <laughs> You've tried to find some non-directly bad stuff first. Yeah. yeah, it kind of goes like bad, all right, bad, 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 all right, bad. It's it's fine. We're going to have a nice time. Great. John Good. looks very fine. Yeah, I'm slightly anxious, but it's fine. Time for a sip of gin before we start. So we all love a cult with multiple names. Uh, so 3HO stands for three H's and an O. So that, uh, healthy, happy, holy organization. Healthy, happy, holy. Yeah. Maybe Title sex day. of my, <laughs> I was actually going to say my exercise video, but oh, sim- yeah. similar. Yeah, <laughs> There's fine. a lot of overlap there. For a minute, I was confused because it sounded like, what's the like organization for older women to learn things? You, that's three something. You, a uh, three, you... You, youth, youth, three A, youth, University of the Third Age. Oh, cool! Just nice. like they organise educational things for 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 older folks. That's oh, what I lovely. thought we were gonna talk about. I think that was mostly just having nice meetings in village halls. And yeah, things. 
I mean, some of this may include nice meetings in village halls, but not a lot of it. Can you remind me what those three H's are? Because I've immediately forgotten <laughs> everyone. Healthy, happy, holy. Oh, okay. So it's a little bit like happy science then. It yeah. does weird me out, this kind of like generic cult language of like... Oh, mate. <laughs> instead of like, you know, the... Ethereus society. Yeah, 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 something that has like a proper strange bespoke name. Yeah, but just going like or the carbon ha- nation. Yeah. yeah, but like the happy club. It yeah. just feels like a bit of a. We like fun. Yeah, I guess it's good branding, isn't it? Um, the cult also has other names, so it's also known as part of the Sikh Dharma International, the Kundalini Research Institute. Ooh. Oh my god, I think I've heard of the Kundalini Institute. Oh, maybe. Oh. The Siri Singh Sahib Corporation. Great. Siri Singh Sahib means sir, sir, sir. Sir, sir, sir. They're all terms of... of Yeah, yeah. What do I mean? Deference? Is that what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, or respect, I guess. Sir, sir, sir. Siri Singh Sahib. So they could have called it the 3SC. (laughs) I think they should have done. Or just like... (laughs) (laughs) What? uh, Hello. uh, What what religion are you? What organisation are you part of? Is that how you start all conversations, John? <laughs> Hello, what religion are you? It's a, it's something I'm trying out now. Yeah. It's part of my new... Uh... Making friends. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, so 3HO is the name for the movement's educational branch, specifically. So that's what I will title this episode as. So 3HO was founded in 1969 in Los Angeles. 69. 69. Nice. Um, in Los Angeles by Harbhajan Singh Khalsa, who's also known and here out in the podcast known as Yogi Bhajan, okay. who is also known as Siri Singh Sahib. Okay. Sir, sir, sir. Sir, sir, sir. Sir, sir, sir. <laughs> yeah, exactly. He is also known as, <clears throat> oh gosh, the supreme religious and administrative authority of the Sikh religion in the Western Hemisphere, PhD. Oh, that's so corporate and clinical. I always think of that with um, Miscavige, right, as chairman of the Board of Religious Technology. It just sounds so... Made up. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) But yeah, so like, you've bought a business for a pound online somewhere, really, isn't it? It's got that kind of... Oh, like the people who buy like a metre square in Scotland and then they're a laird or a Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Like you've been in a boardroom once and now it's... Now you're the supreme religious and administrative authority of the Sikh religion in the Western Hemisphere. PhD. PhD. And you want them to know you is has he got a PhD? Do we know? We that? will find okay, out okay. later. Okay. No. He was <laughs> born in India in August of nineteen twenty nine. He was born in Twenty Nine. <laughs> nice. nice. <laughs> into um a Sikh family in the Guj or Gujranwala district, mm-hmm. which was in Punjab at the time, which is now in Pakistan, okay. where he was born. Um, his father was a medical doctor and he was raised Sikh, but because of um, our bad Britain's colon- colonisation of mm-hmm. that part of the world, he was raised in a, in a educated in a Catholic school. Okay. In nine, so Nothing his- bad ever happened in a Catholic school, Sam, so I'm mm. going to relax for this bit of the podcast. You can, because I'm going to skip forward kind of 18 years. <laughs> Because that's when the partition of India happens okay. in the world. Nothing bad ever happened when a country is partitioned. So, <laughs> so, um, so that, if you don't know, because I didn't know, um, because our education is broken. Where is, so it's when um, India stopped, wanted to stop being colonised by us and then formed Pakistan and Bangladesh. 
And that was sort of administered by us, though, wasn't it? Like, yeah. It's quite a complex. There's a good um, <laughs> Howard Brenton play about oh, yeah. that decision about drawing the line and where it was going to be and that, you Ooh, know, cool. inevitably the British, like they did with lots of other places, messed up oh, yeah. working out yeah. where those lines should be. There's... um. I'm distracted already. There's a good book um, by Salman Rushdie about um, sort of about that called Midnight's Children, which is about a load of children who are born at the moment that partition is it at the moment partition happens or the moment independence happens. Oh wow! So they go from if indeed they're not the same thing, and so then they're the yeah yeah. yeah. Um, It's really good. Do you like a bit of magical realism? Always. Well, (laughs) let's see what follows. Um, so the the upheaval that happened when this partition occurred was absolutely horrendous. It included loads of like religious cleansing between um, Islam and Buddhism and Sikhism and Catholicism. There was violence. There was a massive refugee crisis. So up to twenty million people were displaced during that, and over two million people died. So Yogi Bhajan and his family fled to New Delhi. Um, where he attended a college that was founded for displaced students and he joined the Sikh Students Federation there. He graduated with a master's degree in economics and then went straight to working in the revenue department for the government of India and then stopped doing that and started working as a customs inspector in what is now Indira Gandhi Airport. Okay. So he works in an airport, right? Great. Lovely. In 1954, he marries a lady called Indurjit Kaur Upal, and they have three children. That's pretty much the main mention of his family that I'm going to be doing in this episode. That's it. They've, they've <laughs> That's had okay. Take a bow, yeah. wife and three children. Clap, 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 clap. Mm. Clap. They get one clap. No, they, they don't get one they clap They continue each. to be involved. Okay. Oh, no. I did do okay. four claps to begin with. All right. And okay. then just one more for the whole time. I now it's complete. Great. Yeah. <laughs> um, so he, we're, in, we're in 1954, right? He was born in 29. We've got almost into his 30s and we've not heard his spiritual awakening yet who else is in their 30s without a spiritual awakening oh, jesus, jesus. Oh, no, yeah there's a lot of that like because of jesus right starting in your 30s i think we said that about koresh a few episodes ago yeah. didn't we that that was supposed that was it was like significant that he was yeah. doing stuff in his <gasps> 30s he was 32 wasn't he when he came back approx i'm 32 this year Maybe I'm Jesus. Maybe you've got a year <laughs> to, like, like to be months. the new Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> um, it's always good for anyone turning 34 anytime soon. Yeah. Jesus was dead and alive again by the time he reached your age. So, you know, yeah. pull your socks really? up. <laughs> um, so while he's in India, he's going to these yoga classes with ooh, Direndra brahmachari so Direndra brahmachari was also indira gandhi's yoga teacher um and he had this like magnetic personality he normally had five or six young spoons attached to him yeah 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 yeah. just couldn't walk through couldn't walk near a fridge (laughs) because he just ended up (laughs) um but he would have like five or six young beautiful yoga students around him at any, any given time and this really like inspired Bajan. <laughs> he was like, "We've often been inspired by yeah. the predatory exploitation of the young." Yeah, and he was like, yeah, I, "I like, I like the sound of that." So this story about him having the same yoga teacher as Indira Gandhi 
later morphed in his retelling of it to him being Indira Gandhi's yoga teacher. That is unproven. <laughs> that is quite the reversal, isn't it? Yeah, right. So at this sort of time, he claims to have lost his job and then spent four years in service doing nothing but cleaning or scrubbing the floors of the Golden Temple in Amritsar, which is the holy city for Sikhism. So 1968 rolls around. We're just skipping through time here because tunnel will slow down in a minute. We're not going to just... And now it's 2023. Goodbye. Apologies, listeners, if you have any whiplash from the timeline we're moving through. Um, So he emigrates to Toronto, where he starts a yoga class at a YMCA. And then he founded a Kundalini yoga center. I will come back and explain a bit more of what that is Mm -hmm. in a moment. Um, So in 1969, his Canadian visa expires. So he moves to Los Angeles and then becomes this yogi. He's a guru now. He's just, that is what it is. Amazing. in that time, there was that boom of gurus. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I guess it really spiritual is Spiritual searching. So he. Oh, because this like, must be. This is after the um, Beatles, right? Have made a big yeah. deal of. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, for sure. Well, nineteen sixty nine was Woodstock, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah. Like he's he's right on the. Uh, what do I mean? The crest of the wave, of right on the zeitgeist. Yeah, exactly. Oh, good word. Well done. Um. So he establishes. 3HO to start teaching yoga combined with Sikhism, which is already a confusing thing. I was going to say, is that a normal thing? I didn't realise until something I was listening to recently that a lot of what is taught in the West as yoga is actually really... It's like um, it's like a hundred years old. Yeah. It's like oh, it's a very yeah. specific subset of the wider yoga yeah. breathwork practice. Uh-huh that just was the bit that people that I can't remember the guy now that someone chose yeah and then started teaching in the yeah so west yoga as it's as it's as it's taught and, and practiced here at least is is basically it's one maybe two of the eight limbs of yoga so there are yoga is a is go a, imagine trying to do yoga if you've got eight limbs I mean, you'd be really good at something. So, like a plank would be easy. Oh yeah, that's yeah. True. yeah. You could just rest like Downward at least two arms every now and again, and you'd be fine. Yeah. yeah. Um, but there's yeah, there's all sorts of things that just like get whitewashed. Mm. So, if you study yoga in this country, you likely study like asana, which is just the moves. Yeah. And none of the other stuff around it. Yeah. Um, super interesting. So his early converts were hippies. They already had long hair, which ticks a Sikhism box. Like, there's there are all sorts of things in the zeitgeist. Thank ooh, you, John. Ooh. Ooh, that's our word of the... Like Sesame Street, we're going to have a word of the podcast yeah. in this new era, listeners. Z. E. I. Anyway, you get the she, idea. I'm making a joke. I was going to try and do a Sesame Street voice then, and now I, 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 <laughs> I, lost, co- I yes. lost confidence in my ability to... At some point later on, just give us the, the Sesame Street voice. Yeah? No, 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 no. <laughs> just appear. No, because it's going to, what we're talking about is going to get worse soon. Not that soon. Um, so Kundalini is a specific type of yoga. Um, quite often it's pitched at women in this country. Okay. Um, but in in terms of like what, what actual yogis think about it, um, there's a, a person that I 
read a lot of her books called Jessamine Stanley, who in Everybody Yoga describes Kundalini as deeply spiritual with an emphasis on unlocking and cherishing a student's Kundalini energy envisioned as a coiled snake resting at the base of the spine and opening the seven bodily chakras to create a communion with the universe. Mm -hmm. It's a heavy emphasis on breath work, meditation, energy work and focus. This is not what Yogi Bhajan practices. Um, and yeah. Kundalini practitioners and scholars of Tantra would say, like, this is different things. There's Kundalini yoga as taught by Yogi Bhajan, and there's Kundalini yoga. As, as, as understood as by, by anybody history. else. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, interesting. There's a lot of um, overlap, isn't there? I went to some talks recently about um, Mongolian shamanism. Mm. Um and of course actually, you did. Yeah. <laughs> Just how I like to sometimes spend my time, yeah. Sam. Um, but that was quite interesting because they were talking about the overlap between like the like the animist, animist Mongolian beliefs around Mongolian shamanism mm. and how similar that is to lots of Tibetan Buddhism and how oh. there are bits of overlap between that and aspects of Hinduism, including some of the Kundalini yeah. things that they've, they've all got a little bit of a common ancestry of some practices and beliefs that's kind of interesting that is cool it's nice when things connect up it's not when nice when people co-op things to make them (laughs) be able to touch people up yeah absolutely in uh in la with late 60s early 70s he was able to surround himself with these eager students and he established an ashram and then he incorporated 3ho into being a tax-exempt organization yeah well done excellent businessman so he gradually started weaving in. You come in as going to a yoga class, right? You're going to learn Kundalini yoga from this guru. Great. He then starts weaving in these Sikh teachings, but is directing everything to a white middle class counterculture sort of thing. Okay. So it's not not based in the like in the in the Punjabi uh, traditions of any of this. It's all like, hey, you white guy, you could do Sikhism like this. Oh, okay. So the, oh gosh, I'm going to try my best with this. The Shiromani Gudwara Parbandhak Committee are a group that oversee Sikh places of worship, which are called Gudwaras, and they weren't really pleased about the, what they call Gora or white converts. Okay. Because of, basically they just started a stupid amount of cultural appropriation straight away. And I'll get more into the t- yeah, turbans yeah, okay. and things later on. Oh, wow. Okay. And little knives in your sock? Yeah. yeah. Just on you, I think. Okay. Just nearby. Oh, I don't know. I'm sorry. I'm sorry to all Sikhs that are listening. Um, so I'm going to do it. A... We, we would genuinely like to know more. So if yeah. you are Sikh, please do. Like teach let us. us know. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I'm going to do a quick side note. At this sort of time... Uh, so 1968, basically as soon as he's there in, in L.A., um, a lady called Pamela Dyson joins the group and is given the name Premka Kaur Khalsa, which means beloved. So she was a member from 68 to 84 and was his personal assistant slash secretary general for the Sikh Dharma Brotherhood. Slash chief hooverer. Slash cheap hoover. Cheap hooverer. Cheap hoover. They're not cheap Dysons, no, definitely no, not. no. Um, so as the as the ashram got more interest, people love going to a new yoga class, right? Mm-hmm. Wow, new yoga studio! How exciting! 
So God, white people really are the worst. Yeah, we fucking suck. Yeah, absolutely. (laughs) (laughs) So he would bring in members for a few classes and then go, cool, you're ready to be a yoga teacher now. Off you go and send them away to then establish a kundalini yoga as taught by yogi bhajan place elsewhere oh wow so he oh, just Jesus. Im- yeah, pretty much immediately went less industry. spread <sighs> um so they would teach as i said kundalini yoga as taught by yogi bhajan and it sounds like the very model of a modern major general <laughs> <laughs> and they would also teach something called white tantric yoga <clears throat> that's as much as i wanted to learn about that because it sounds pasty and disgusting <laughs> sounds pasty and sexy to me <laughs> I don't know if we've mentioned this before. I think this was an uncut scene from our Glastonbury visit. Sam and I went to a tantric sex shop. Is that the best way to describe it? I don't think we talked about that before, did we, on the podcast? I think that's a a bonus uh, (laughs) feature. Um, We both bought a card. We both bought a card, which wasn't very sexy. No, Um, it's pretty though. Particularly. Um, We saw a lot of penises. Yeah. And a lot of vulvas. Yeah. Yeah. In in all sorts of colours. So that's the extent <laughs> of my uh, tantric uh, knowledge this year. To be fair, I actually, I have, I have a, would you like the description of white tantric yoga? Yeah, yeah. go on. Don't, don't, <clears throat> don't tease me with oh. such things. No, it's just tantra. Um, okay. <laughs> Envision the energy of the universe okay. as both parallel and perpendicular in nature. Wait, like a- wait, you've lost me already as both parallel... And perpendicular and... in nature. Okay. Listeners, if you can't tell, we're doing big arm moves. To yeah, we've had out. to put our arms there to work out. Where... If you like, like, like a cloth woven together. So like warp and weft of a cloth. Okay. As a cloth becomes stronger when it's stretched on the diagonal. So the white tantric yoga diagonal or Z energy. You have to have energy, sex on the diagonal. Is that what where this is going? Maybe. I don't even know what that means. In a X. <laughs> I don't a lot of legs in the air, I imagine. Yeah. Um, the white tantric yoga diagonal or Z energy is stronger. The energy cuts through the blocks that are stuck in the subconscious mind. During this process, the diagonal energy connects the participants to the subtle body, expanded mm. state of consciousness. <laughs> My body is anything but subtle. <laughs> yeah, that's what they all say. Uh, <laughs> through the electronic media. Oh, gosh. What? <laughs> during this Am I going to have to plug something in? During this process, the diagonal energy connects the participants to the subtle body through the electronic media. Don't know. I'm just going to carry on reading this thing that I copied and pasted. Wasn't as sexy as I thought it was going to be. Keep going. Um, This works the same way as a worldwide telephone system that relies on satellites and electromagnetic energy in order to connect two parties. Let's all just sit with that for a second, shall we? In order to... So you've you've got to be on a diagonal. Yeah. And then, and then you can ring someone. Is that what? Maybe. Using you ring it? Is he just describing Sam? a phone, a sexy phone call, Sam? Is that what? It could be just a phone sex line that just takes a really long time for anyone to say. <laughs> wow. Okay, mm. uh, listeners. Um, in order to continue to fundraise for this podcast on Patreon, Sam and I will soon be offering a. A tantric phone sex White line. White tantric <laughs> yeah. sex line. Where we will sit at a diag... Oh, John. Oh my God, we are sitting at a... Oh no. <laughs> For practical technical reasons, listeners, we really specifically have sat on a diagonal to each other and only just realised <laughs> Oh, oh maybe it's this so is so sexy. And we're using electronic equipment to communicate across distance. 
listeners, you are oh. hello, li- hello, li- oh, I don't know what that voice oh, is. That was League of Gentlemen. <laughs> it was a bit Dave. Hi, listeners. Consider yourself right now very much in a white tantric moment with Sam and I. Let's just mm. all together. Let's just just breathe. Just check you're on a diagonal. Whatever whatever that means for you. Yeah. Whatever that means with your, your leg, your arm, whatever. With your genitals, I guess. <laughs> if you have diagonal genitals, please. And that's okay. Seek. They come in all shapes and sizes. <laughs> and just enjoy this moment where we're going to. We're going to commune. Ah, through the electronic media. <sighs> that came from 3HO's website. <laughs> <laughs> I have literally no idea what it's talking about. No, but hey, we have educated ourselves, right? And aroused ourselves. Of course. Yeah, always. It's coffee That's and cults. <laughs> what, like the BBC, is designed to entertain <laughs> and educate Coffee and cults is very much designed to educate and arouse. I, I think for now that could be true. I think later on in this. Oh yeah, no, I forgot your content warnings as I said it. (laughs) Oh, okay. Oh, back to this bastard. Um, So, so as I kind of alluded to, mentioned a little bit part of the draw to go and see him was that he could teach you to be a yoga teacher in in a couple of months and those offerings are around now at the moment for uh white people yoga but if you're going to learn actual yoga it takes years of, of study yeah, yeah. um and the the ones that are around now tend to be financial rather than spiritual like, yeah, hey yeah. do you want to be a yoga teacher and earn a bunch of money then do this but i would imagine even then they do it not as quickly as he's doing it right Oh, you can do it in in uh, like just under three weeks. You can okay. go and do a two hundred. Oh, if you're doing it like intensive, and, yeah. I see. Maybe I'll do that. I thought about it. A couple I'm trying of years to consider ago. new. Yeah. Thinking I might um, become a celebrant, Sam. Oh my I've, god, you I've, should do that. I've been asked to like officiate at my for, for like fifteen minutes at my friend's yeah. wedding in the summer, and I thought I could do that. You would be fantastic at year. that. That yeah, might be my new. Listeners, if you'd like me to officiate your, if you value your relationship so little that you'd want me (laughs) to officiate, that is not how we advertise Um, John as a celebrant. That's so exciting. Send us an email. Yeah, I think I will. Yeah, I found a course to do that then. Yeah. Set you up. You get a certificate? Do you get a badge? Yeah, I think so. I don't know if you get a badge. But I might buy myself my own like celebrant outfit. Ooh. Don't know what that means. Listeners, answers on a postcard for John. If you'd Sullivan. like to design a celebrant <laughs> outfit for me, if you'd like to draw that and email that to us, listeners, yeah. we, we'd appreciate that. Thank you. I can't segue away from that lovely news. That's lovely. You should definitely do that. We'll see. Yeah. Um. Sorry, no, Sam. No I pressure. Really like I'm not going to hold you to it. It's your life. <laughs> but I am fully in support of that as well. a lovely thing to do. Hmm. Speaking of which, no, not a lovely thing to do. Speaking so, of lovely things to do. <laughs> um, Yogi Bhajan would incorporate all the kind of uh, zeitgeist, drink, uh, age of Aquarius sort of teachings into Since what he was doing. So just trying to... Age of Aquarius, age of Aquarius. John is uh, 
slightly unconfidently singing the song that is enjoyable. Didn't want us to get yeah. copyright struck because my realisation <laughs> of that song so from Hair was so reality. good. <laughs> um, so I Can you tell we've had gin instead of coffee while <laughs> recording <laughs> this? <laughs> <listeners. Neither Chris. laughs> So in his groups, people would come and stay at his ashram, learn yoga. He wouldn't allow any drugs or alcohol. So that meant the hippies would get clean and get well and follow this vegetarian diet. So in a in a culture that was so much about hedonism, yeah. that these suddenly these people were like, oh no, we're healthy. We're happy, healthy, holy. We're straight edge. They all got little crosses oh. tattooed on them. I cannot confirm or deny that because that is not information I found out. Okay. I assume no. But maybe. I would imagine the overlap between late 60s hippies and the later punk straight edge yeah. movement is not great. It's more of a leap. Um, so you, you're you a hippie. Okay, no. I'm picturing it. Got it. <laughs> that was hard to imagine. Um, in LA in 1969 and you go to a yoga class and this is who you see. Ooh, that is a strong headshot, Sam. Isn't it? Yeah, really. I can't. Like, I was prepared ooh. to mock his appearance, but it's actually kind of swish. He kind of he looks like what you'd imagine an older Sikh man to look like. With like a there's like a, a swoosh to his beard though, right? Like it's got quite yeah. Like there's a bit of motion in that photo. A it's diagonal. kind of exciting. And <gasps> <laughs> <laughs> um, so, an ex-member of of Yogi Bhajan's group. Um, reported that he kept a scorecard where if you turned up to a yoga class, he would rate you on a susceptibility scale. And if you rated high on his susceptibility scale, they would go in and guide you into the inner uh, workings of this. So he was really looking for the vulnerable people. Yeah, right? yeah. Did he? Was that something that he explicitly called it to no. his members, at least, if not to the new people? No, in? it's like a little little shady. Like people saw Ooh, it because he got. Okay. As we go on, he gets people to do everything for him. Yeah, yeah. But so Ooh, you, super shady. Yeah. So you say you rate highly on the susceptibility scale. Yep. You now have to take your vow of celibacy and are given a spiritual no name. Dice. Okay. Yeah. Like happened to um, Pamela. Right? Yep. She got Premka Kalsa. Well, I'm trying my best with these names. I'm really sorry if I'm offending anybody. I'm trying hard not to. Um, so a day in the life when you live at this ashram um you're gonna you're not gonna like this either you wake up at 3 30 in the morning nope i'm not a morning person <laughs> no no way nothing is happening at 3 a.m <laughs> um and you start practicing yoga and meditation that's fine and sometimes they practiced mental beaming have you heard of that oh my god i haven't but i'm very excited at yeah. the concept mental beaming it is meditating while staring at a picture of yogi bhajan oh should we do should we try that now sam should we see what that's like hang on i can get a picture of him up oh yeah yeah mental beaming mental mental beaming <laughs> oh Hello, mate Plymouth. this beaming's mental <laughs> oh i went band name Hello, Plymouth. We are mental beaming. <laughs> right, yeah, I went slightly offensive categorizing a beaming. Okay. Uh, okay, let me find his face a second. Careful what you Google. Just do an image search so you don't get Ooh, there spoilers. Yeah, I have just seen that. So I'm choosing this photo of him, Sam. I don't know if it's one you've seen before. Because in this photo, you'll appreciate this. He has a small oh, a kitten on his kitten. shoulder. 
That's very nice. That's what I want to beam to. Okay, Okay. so uh, let me just take that. So how long are we going to do? We'll we'll come back. Um, I think we sort of, yeah, let's just have a little... Should we do 30 seconds? I know, yeah. We, yeah we're just going to stare at him, right? And, yeah. and, and Don't worry, listeners. I'll okay. skip it for you. You don't need to. Yeah, yeah. So join us. If you want, if you want to join us at home, listeners, yeah. Sam's given the name. Have a little Google. Choose an image that you like. Um, it can be the cat one, or you can choose one of the other much lesser <laughs> images. <laughs> much more and uh, we'll just yeah. have a little beam, and we'll, uh, we'll see how we feel. I lasted 15 seconds. I'm really <laughs> uncomfortable. <laughs> I just don't like him. I, don't I like his face. got distracted yeah. because there's a different picture of him posing with a different animal where he's kind of romancing a deer. Look at that. <laughs> it's like the B-movie version of romancing the stone. <laughs> <laughs> oh, lovely. He yeah. ta- I'm, I, fair play. The guy takes a good picture. That's all I'm going to... Sure. That's all I'm going to say. I realise that's not the... Uh, not the takeaway. I think the only thing I felt in that brief meditation spell, uh, Sam, was uh, some beard envy. Yeah. Yeah, like, what a micey moustache. It's really striking. He's got, sure. like, quite a distinguished, in this era photo at least, yeah. he's got a distinguished, like, subtle greying coming into his beard that's just yeah. very pleasing. Lovely. Nice. We know John's type. Um... <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so you've done your mental beaming. I hope you had a nice time, listeners. And then you get to start work. So this cult runs some small businesses, like all good cults do. Yeah. Um, so they've got landscaping companies, they've got shoe shops, they've got vegetarian restaurants. And so you work for 12 hours at least in your day. Vita. So I've been up... Hang on. I've So I got up at three to yeah. meditate. Yeah. And now I'm working a 12-hour day. Yeah, you've meditated for like a few hours, though. You've Obviously. Been, yeah, you're you're fully beamed. <laughs> and then, <laughs> yeah, and then you get to go and work at a, a lovely uh, vegetarian restaurant. That Which is definitely nice. not the religion for me. The vegetarian thing's fine. Yeah, um, the... and the yoga is fine. Not the time of day. No. Gross. Anyway, um, so the, the service, which they call Seva... It's supposed to increase your karma. So if you're going to join them, hey, you need good karma. So do more service. Lovely. Uh, I have a, not a totally chill thing, but just a thing that cult leaders say. So their beliefs are um, scrappy, but let's let's talk through some of them. I've kind of, I've pulled this together from a whole load of different sources, which I think I've got at the end of my notes. I hope I've got at the end of my notes. I haven't, but I have got some resources anyway to share. Oh, I didn't make it. Oh, sorry. Sorry, everyone that's worked hard to get this information that I've pulled together. Anyway, so, quote, When you raise your kundalini and change your consciousness, every aspect of life gets transformed. The lifestyle teachings of 3HO are designed to support you through that transformation. In this way, you live you live a happy a healthy, happy, and holy life as a bountiful, blissful, and beautiful human being. Ba ba ba. And now we've got all the plosive sounds. Yeah, they use the five Ks of Sikhism as well. Thank God is, they found two extra Ks. Yeah, yeah, man. Uh, so Kesh, which is the uncut hair and beard. Okay. Kanga, which is the comb for the Kesh. Mm-hmm. Kara, which is an iron or steel bracelet. 
kachera, which is a type of undergarment, and the kerpan, which is a small sword. Great. And then the scripture around kanga and kesh is um, it also includes covering the hair with a turban that is to be tied from fresh. Mm -hmm. So each day you need to tie a new turban to keep your hair clean, right? So Yogi Bhajan made his own translations of the Guru Granth Sahib, which is the Sikh holy book. He dictated these translations to Pamela. Great. Well done, uh, Pamela. And so these... I wonder what her words per minute were. I'm probably pretty good. You know, ladies got to learn to be typists in that time, didn't they? That's true. Yeah. Um, and so these translations are published in her name as if she is the translator. Okay. Oh, interesting. But she she was like, I don't speak Punjabi, so I'm just telling him, I'm just writing down the things that he tells me to write yeah. down. And so this then removes him further from the religious mainstream of Sikhism. Oh, yeah, because it's coming through his filter and then yeah. through her filter and then, oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. And then his members, being kind of middle-class white Americans, have kind of no way to validate what, what he's, he's teaching. So they couldn't go back and, and use another translation of the book because they can't read it. So he's... Oh, crazy. Yeah. And then why would you seek out another English translation? Because Why would you seek oh. out another translation? Pun, pun, pun. But then also... Sikhs are not meant to like not told to be vegetarian yeah. that's not part of the religion Sikhs also do not practice yoga as part of their religion mm. and they don't revere living gurus mm. and so there are less there are more kind of insidious things which are like the followers of Yogi Bhajan wear white turbans but for like proper Sikhs that feels like a wrong thing to say but you know what I mean yeah, yeah. Um, the colour white is associated with peace and is normally worn by elders and then it's also commonly worn at funerals or events where a colourful turban wouldn't be appropriate. Oh, okay, I see. But for this group, they're worn to extend the aura and the person's projection because Yogi Bhajan can also read auras. Wow, he really is at this point just pulling anything together into this vibe, right? 100%. This is a proper... Um, guru mis mishmash. Guru of... buffet. Yeah, exactly. Like, ooh, a little bit of that. Let Sam. Let's open a business called the Guru Buffet, and, and we can serve, serve different dishes from different religious <gasps> and cult groups, and then you That's just get fun. to make your own plate of different things. Oh my gosh! And then I can make that twelve tribe sandwich, and we don't have to go back, but I can eat that sandwich again. Oh yeah, yeah. delicious. Mm. So in. 1970, this group held their first summer solstice festival, which is, was in Santa Clara Canyon in New Mexico. So they're celebrating the summer solstice now as well. So we've gone to a whole other like, yeah. religious bag. Okay, yeah, great. Yeah, exactly. Um, Happy, it'll be soon. Happy summer solstice, any listeners. Yay. This oh, yeah. Third uh, week of June normally, is Yeah, it? 21st of June this year. Nice. That's my mum's birthday. Happy birthday, mum. Is it? Happy birthday, mum. Yeah. Um, You're so the son to our podcast. Yeah. <laughs> um so the going to to this festival or like organizing this festival and some little sniffing around by the fbi with what they were doing in la meant that yogi bhajan was like cool let's move so he bought property near espanola and for this he used a million dollars of inheritance money donated by one of his followers Ooh, it's good to have rich followers right 
and they called this property Hacienda de Guru Ramdas because I think he also goes by Guru Ramdas as well. Well, that's confusing with actual Ramdas, right? Who recorded yeah. all those meditation tapes and things. Yeah, but then oh, I don't know. But that's what they called it. Yeah, yeah. Um, so he would regularly go to counterculture events to try and find more people to follow him. There was one called that we would definitely go to uh, called Holy Man Jam. <laughs> Name of your sex toast. Hey Sam, what if what are you what are you spreading on that toast right there? Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> Holy man jam. <laughs> um and uh, Bajan even slammed his way into favour with President Nixon when Nixon started this drugs crackdown, so he was like, Our association also doesn't like drugs. Um great. and so he he pitched wanting to treat Heroin withdrawal with garlic juice and yoga. <laughs> and, you know, I've never tried heroin, probably never will. It's quite Moorish, it, apparently. That's what I've heard. That's what I hear. And I, I, from what I know about it, garlic juice probably isn't going to hit <laughs> It's a poor substitute. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and he even meets Pope Jean Paul II. In... I just saw a photo of that in the yeah. run of photos. They were both pointing at Jesus on the cross. I mean, you would, wouldn't you, if you were the Pope? Like, 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 like. I just went to point, Sam, as if I might have a Jesus in this room, which I do not. Don't you? You have lots of curios. One <laughs> yes, of them may be a Jesus. But no, Christ- no Christian curios. No. No Catholic curios. <laughs> so I've, I've drip-fed us little bits of wild stuff, mm-hmm. so let's go ahead. Um, <clears throat> I'm ready. So at the beginning, you asked me if his PhD was real. Yeah. Yeah. It came from the University of Humanistic Studies in Solana, California. That does not sound like a real university. It was an uncredited university that closed in 1999, and there is no record of any <laughs> degrees that came oh, from that no. university. Okay. However, his dissertation is online. <gasps> I read some of it. It's fun. Uh, I have a link if you would like me to share it with you. I'll pop it in the, in the yeah, show yeah. notes so that you can enjoy it as well. Um, I'm going to read you a couple of little short excerpts, if that's okay. So his his PhD dissertation is called Communication, Liberation or Condemnation by Yogi Bhajan, 1980. So he lists the 10 points to uh, harmony and cohesiveness. The irony of listing cohesiveness like this. Mm. Uh, One, understand the proposition. Two, understand the position. That is the subject. Three, understand the position of the other side. That is called the object. Four, understand the point of mutuality. Deal with it with mutuality. Five, with data, understand the baseline, where you can be hurt and where you cannot be hurt. Six, have complete information on the subject and be prepared to support your position with prevailing market conditions. It's a business PhD. <laughs> He's, it's all a weird stuff oh, about like bizarre. how you can run a spiritual business. Uh... Seven, in conversation, be courteous and clean. Why is this in a PhD? Uh, Eight, understand your real capacity and represent the total identity of the company or business, not individual opinion or objection. Nine, do not forget your entire power lies in negotiation with flawless manners and realism. I won't forget that. Ten, the other person guarantees your achievement an achievement gives you glory, victory, confidence, professional success, harmony. Your position of harmony carries trust in the business world. 
Remember, the title is Cohesiveness. <laughs> yeah, it's not very cohesive. I'm just trying, I just, I've copied and pasted, I've got two more little bits to, to read out to you. Great. I just, I tried to make sense of it, but I thought just the original source would be easier. <laughs> um, okay, quote number two. Remember this, when senses are not willing to accommodate concessions, the person who can freak out anybody in sensory situations is always victorious. It's a law. Exploit as much as possible. When I stand out, the moment the other per- person starts thinking, who is he, I have already won. Further is a matter of negotiation. When you freak out the senses of accommodation of rational and logic in any person, you have already won because the best defence is logic, reason and timing. And when reason and logic is already gone, timing is always on your side. I had the hardest time following the logic of that. Uh the way I I read it was that basically just like fuck with people's brains. Yeah, like be weird and loud. If you fuck with their sense of reason, they will just do what you tell them to. Hot, totally chill things for a cult leader to say. Um, we've got a couple more. When you are in a mood and want you want to express your mood, feelings, or emotions, mm-hmm. please jump in a swimming pool and find out how strong you are. Let the water beat you, and let you beat the water. But in business, be calm, be sober, be contained. So it's like, if you've got feelings, go swimming. If you don't have feelings, do business. <laughs> <laughs> or if you have feelings, go to the swimming pool, unless you're at work. In which case, just fucking bottle it up, mate. Just shut up, yeah. Put the guru in your heart and take command of your head and calculate perfectly. 18 hours a day is not a work at all. And one minute a day is not a work at all. It is the intelligence which is the reward. I don't know what I just, it's just said. just word salad, isn't it, at this point? Crazy. PhD. Puh-duh. <laughs> so it seems likely that uh, Barjan didn't actually sit down and write this dissertation. That it was. Did he his... get ChatGTP to do it for him? I mean, it fucking sounds like <laughs> it, it, doesn't it? Um, but it was it was brought together by his followers. So hey, this is something that Barjan said, and this is it, and this is it, oh, and we can put all these together okay. to make a dissertation. Um, and it's it, it's just it's a lot of uh, spiritual bump, and then some pretty poor business advice, yeah. and that's kind of what he wrote his PhD on. Crazy. So, uh, I talked about the the small businesses earlier that the group runs um but some followers would get other work so like hey the restaurant's full and we literally can't afford to run <laughs> like there's too many people in here too many cooks for instance too many cooks too many cooks sorry if you've watched that video and now it's in your head forever um <laughs> so if you haven't watched that video there was a great sitcom called too many cooks and you should watch the title sequence because it's you, great uh, yeah um, so there's a company called Akal Security who employed 3HO members to guard shops and restaurants and just like regular security guard stuff. However, the founder of the company then donated the company to Yogi Bajan where it grew into a $500 million business. Holy hell. With government contracts, embassy contracts, airport contracts. So you may have gone to, I don't know, uh, Americans, you might have gone to the White House and actually walked past a 3HO security person. Oh God, incredible. Yeah, man. You would think some kind of background check would 
have negated that being a possibility, right? I mean, not at, not at this time, because if it was donated in 1980, we're still kind of on the we're on the regular ground right now. Uh, I guess so. So they also do, like started or grew or got um, a natural foods business called the Golden Temple of Oregon. And so because he had these these big companies, he had the security one and he had this Golden Temple of Oregon food one. They put them together into a corporation to control. So the corporation could control them both. Yep. So that's where the series Singh Sahib Corporation was. I see. Okay. was incorporated. And they also included some LLCs, which are limited companies to help with the yoga teaching part of it, including 3HO. And then a series of ashrams and yoga classes and franchises yeah, yeah. of of his teachings. So at its biggest, the cult had probably a few thousand members, but he claimed that number to be up to 250,000 because he would count, like Scientology does... Oh, the, anyone who even walks past the exactly. door. Hey, they stuck their head in the door. That means they attended. Amazing. So the classes that they run were open to the public... And, like, there are some in Plymouth. There are kundalini yoga classes right here. We could go to one if we wanted. I don't want. Uh, but <laughs> I don't want. <laughs> no. Um, but the way they really, like, made the money was through workshops. Okay. So it's when, you know, they're like, hey, one day, pr- pregnancy yoga or yeah, whatever yeah. else it is, you know. It's that yoga to get you pregnant. That's white tantric yoga, right? <laughs> On the diagonal. <laughs> the yeah. diagonal diagonal pregnancy um so these cost like a huge amount of money and then that financial investment is part of the sunk cost thing that gets people to go back the next time etc so he claimed that the yoga classes had healing and spiritual benefits but literally would sometimes just make up asana or moves just on the spot Go, oh, now go, now put your leg up. And this is called... Well, you can't see listeners at home. <laughs> yeah. Sam is doing the I'm a little teapot <laughs> pose. Oh, I and it's delightful. Brain. Thank you. So, like, he can't simultaneously create something on the spot and say it's ancient and spiritual because I just saw the birth of it right here yeah, in yeah. 1980. So the members of the group that joined the ashram might have kids already, right? So the kids need to learn stuff. <laughs> yep. Yeah? So don't worry. I'm not, I wasn't worried. No. So in 1981, Guru Nanak First Centenary School was opened in the foothills of the Himalayas. This is a 3HO boarding school. So one of his, one of his things with his followers was called distance therapy, which is, again, another Scientology sort of thing where another couple raise your children, you don't need to raise your children uh, to be close to them. They could be raised by this school, right? Uh, um, and so children from the US were sent to India to go to school and they would come back once a year or they would come back when they finished. Like, So they would just be kind of sent away to uh, crazy. be indoctrinated. Um, and then in 1989, Guru Ram Das Academy is opened... 4S is opened in Amritsar and then Miripiri Academy is opened in the mid-90s. So he's got lots of schools yeah. that lots of his followers can send their children to. Um, in the early 90s, some children were educated in 3HO schools in the States. There was a, a New Mexico military institute who had to, where they had to allow the children to have 
long hair and beards for the older teenagers uh, okay. and to wear turbans, which were not in the uniform yeah, of yeah. this this New Mexico military school. Oh, interesting. So there was an ex-student of um, Miri Piri in the 90s who, was, who said that basically the kids were just left unsupervised all the time. There were no safe places. They would be told that their parents are the enemy and that Yogi Bhajan himself would send people to discipline the children, which would come in all sorts of ways that I will not go into right now. Um, so a lot of the, what I'm about to say coming up comes from some court documents from 1988, okay. um, which was a case that Pamela had raised. And this this um, proceeding was settled out of court. Okay. Hush, hush. <laughs> Go away. So some more of his fun beliefs. Uh, he is an avatar. He's a, re- or like a re- he's God. He's a reincarnation. He's just uh, a symbol obviously. of God. Great. Uh, he would send you on a random fast or a specific diet, which because he thought he had this divine ability to diagnose physical and psychological illnesses that only he could treat. So, hey, John, stop eating lemons and only do this move. Oh, Ooh. no. <laughs> okay. Yeah. And then you'd be better because I can see that you have an illness and now yeah, it's gone because yeah. you did the lemon uh... and the move. Yeah. Um, the the practice that they performed was called was uh, talked about as being vigorous and debilitating, and people would be injured, hurt doing doing this um, asana, um, and the the regime was so intense, working, fasting, chanting, prayer, reading his books, listening to his lectures, mental beaming, more yoga, a little bit of sleep. I was going to say no all those beaming. things we've talked about before as like yeah. psychological conditions for complete breakdown yeah. And, yeah he claimed to be the only living master of kundalini yoga but particularly emphasized the parts that he claimed would perform would um would improve sexual performance so Sikh historians call this a sacrilegious hodgepodge because it's not part of Sikhism. yeah and the students would say like oh he would ask us to do this pose but he wouldn't be able to like he didn't appear to have practiced at all he's just saying and now leg left <laughs> like twister like directing twister is a, yeah, yeah i mean it sounds like it mm. so he claimed to have been celibate um but he had three children oh true i wonder how that yeah. happened then um and Magic. he was also sexually involved with some female members of his following obviously um, obviously so rumours of, of sexual misconduct circulated for years, but they were just talked about as rumours and then shut down as such. If it's just a rumour, what are you going to do? So in 88, after this investigation that comes from um, the court case, the home of one of his inner circle is raided by the DEA. So this person was called Gu- Gurujot Singh Khalsa, and they find evidence of drug smuggling from Thailand. And also machine guns. What? America. <laughs> <laughs> um, so he is living this lovely life, right? He's surrounded by female followers. He's earning lots of money from their corporations. You remember I said that you have probably financially supported them. Uh, yeah, okay, let's do it. Yeah. I'm ready to be called out on my own podcast 51 episodes in. Do you ever drink herbal tea? Yes. Have you ever bought a brand of tea called Yogi Tea? Ooh. It's got a very pretty box. I don't 
I tell you, can I, can I go to my cupboard? Yeah. Okay, let me just yeah. go. Hang on. Listeners, if you have also bought Yogi Tea, like, don't throw it away because that's a waste. But, like, maybe don't buy any more, you know? Okay, John's back from the cupboard. The cupboards are clear and safe. Great. I think at one point um, I have been given Yogi Tea brand chai tea by somebody. Yeah. So it's been in my cupboard at some point, I think. It rings a bell. Yeah. But I don't know that I've ever directly brought it. Hang on. I'm gonna I'm gonna Google the packaging because you would for sure recognize it. I was hoping that'd be a really good twist moment where I could bring the packet into the. Oh, okay. Recognize it? From no, the I think job? I'm no? safe. I think I'm Wait, all right, listeners. Well done, John. Oh, I have for sure bought Yogi Tea before, and I will not anymore because it is owned by Three Ho. It is owned by this. And they're st- so they're still going and yeah, making no. tea. Yep. <gasps> yep. So Yogi Bajan's picture used to be on the box. And then at some point they've taken him off the box. But if you go on Yogi T's website, you can still find that it is no, it is owned by the Siri Singh Sahib Corporation. Whoa. Yeah, man. Oh, my goodness. I mean, make your own decisions, but listen to the next kind of 20 minutes of the podcast and see what you feel after <laughs> that, listeners. Yep. Um, so Yogi Bajan's having a lovely time, but the followers aren't in such a great position. So they say they talk about being spiritually. Is that because of the yoga move he's just invented? I mean, kind of, yeah. <laughs> so they were spiritually happy, but they were physically traumatized. They were psychologically oh, traumatized. They were, um, they have malnutrition. They mm. were injured from yoga and like then psychologically messed up because of all the thought reform stuff. Okay, we've got a twist. The year is now 2004. Nice. Yogi Bajan is 75 years old. Blink-182 are on my headphones, sitting in year nine. <laughs> oh, my God. What? We're different ages. You know I this. know, but yeah. I always forget. Oh. And then I'm like, oh, I <laughs> just finished sixth form and was off to university. That's not that far. That's five years. That's not a long time. I know. It's okay, John. Thanks. <laughs> So Yogi Bhajan is 75 years old. He is diabetic because he's addicted to sugar. He basically... Relatable. Yeah, I mean, me too. He um, gets his followers to sneak it past the people that were there to look after him in his old age. He would just have people go, oh, go and get me chocolate. And they would like sneak it to him. He's riddled with heart disease. 2004, he dies. R.I.P. Yeah, R.I. something. Um... That's not the end of the podcast. Ah, oh, sorry. Um, so there is an inevitable vacuum of power. He's got this LLC, right? He's from these... um, from what's her name? Dyson. Pamela Dyson, exactly, yeah. Uh, no, she's gone. <laughs> Pamela's out. Pamela's out. Um, so this is a... So there's, he's, he's already appointed this council, which is called Unto Infinity LLC, Ugh. which is a council that have decision-making power over the Siri Singh Sahib Corporation. We're in weird Scientology Yeah, no religious jargon. movement should have endless business no. registers, should they? Right. No, exactly. Crazy. Like, maybe you have a school. That's fine. Yeah. Um, so his wife and children say, hey, like, I, we, we should have the, the power on this. But the board of the Siri Singh Saeed Corporation are like, no, 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 we will. So it's now controlled by Sahaj Singh Khalsa who was raised in the group and is part of this board of elected officers. Uh, okay. And if you like 
seeing pictures of lots of white people in turbans. You can go to their <laughs> website and look at their I stuff. I do like that. <laughs> well, feel free. Mm. Siri Singh Sahib. Okay. Yeah. Um, in 2006, the governor of New Mexico names the stretch of highway past the Hacienda Ramdas the Yogi Bajan Memorial Highway. So if you are driving through New Mexico, you can drive down that road, right? Wow. Lovely. While drinking some Yogi tea. Um, But Sam, I hear you say. But Sam. Oh, you said that there would be abuse and we've just had a lot of business chat and now he's dead. You said that this would be mostly abuse, but we've just had a lot of business chat and now he's dead. Don't worry, John, I didn't miss anything. Okay. We're going to loop back to it. Oh, no. So we've got a report from um, a lady. She's a daughter of Punjabi Sikh immigrants, and she wants to take a prenatal yoga class. She finds this Kundalini yoga advertised online. She's like, that looks great. So she felt a bit funny about going there and seeing all these white people in turbans. She was a bit like, oh, that kind of... Yeah, uh, not for going me. the wrong way for me. But... You know what? This actually made me feel like the moves made me feel really nice. So I'll pay $3,500 to go and do a workshop with them. I have never been to a workshop that was so good that I thought I would pay three and a half grand for another one. No, Um, but I also don't have that sort of expendable money. Maybe Mm. this lady did. (laughs) Oh, that's true. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe if you've got that kind of money, you go, oh yeah, I'll do that. Yeah. Rich bastards. So she was the only person of colour present at this workshop already a bad sign for a yoga class right um so the workshop she went to learn about was around sikhism (laughs) (laughs) sure like let's hear what they what they have to say the quote from her is the the trainer had a trash bag full of dirty rags and had people tie the rags on their heads to crown themselves the classmates repeated appropriated sikh terms and were taking selfies in their turbans. One of the trainers imitated an Indian accent to oh, teach the class. Oh, no. Oh, yeah. no. Yeah. Less of that. Yeah. Uh, I've got some totally chill things that he was quoted as saying in 1978. Lush. Those who call themselves gay or lesbians are those who... Hello. Are, yeah. Are those who unfortunately could not have right kind of experience in a relationship but the best way if a gay wants to come out of it all he has to tell himself it's a matter of the past i am not this in 40 days he can totally cure himself Uh, wow if only i'd known that uh do you want some more homophobia yeah go on he said (laughs) no one's ever asked me that before (laughs) sam and now i'm a bit worried there's gonna be a hate crime in the next few no 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 i'll no i promise not uh, so he said that men were gay because they hate their mothers and have a lack of a father image. He hated gay men because they are, quote, loud and argumentative. <laughs> I am loud and argumentative, it's true. Insecure, sensitive, and emotionally like a woman. Another weird quote, see if this is true. Uh, One thing a gay man cannot stand is white clothes. <laughs> <laughs> I quite like white. I'm a big fan of yeah. like a white shirt. yeah. In a summertime, see you in a in a kind of white linen. Yeah, yeah, sort of yeah. That's cool, very much a Nash vibe. vibe. Yeah. Uh, uh, another one. They have a fear of growing old. Don't we all? Well, what's the alternative though? I will, <laughs> I am excited to get to grow old because mm. it will happen at the same speed as if I dreaded it. Yeah. Starting to think he hasn't done much research into gay men. No. Uh, 
he he his homophobia is mainly directed at at men mm. but his his take on lesbians is altogether weirder <laughs> um quote oh god women woman has been branded as a lesbian just to create a word otherwise <laughs> <laughs> oh big word behind this yeah. i see the dictionary <laughs> publishers <laughs> collins <laughs> Um, otherwise, women has no faculty to be a lesbian at all. Her total ejaculation is by the clitoris. Is that is that I am not familiar with women? Is that true? <laughs> uh, it, it can be for some people, but also like that's the easiest bit for another woman to get to. Like, no. that's, it's right there at the front, in the middle. I am so, um... like what. <laughs> I once went to a slightly hippie festival in England yeah. when I was younger. Um, and it was the kind of thing where actually there were lots of tents that had like cool drum and bass bands and things. Um, and then you'd walk through like a bit of wood into like the area that was full of like lots of new age yeah. wank of different kinds. Right. And I remember walking to a tent and going to pop my head in to go, oh, I wonder what weird workshop's going on in here. Uh-oh. And luckily, as my he- as I sort of looked in and this woman looked out at me and then pulled the curtain across, I then read the chalkboard outside, which said, female ejaculation workshop. Oh, no. <laughs> Apparently, I was not welcome at that. No, one. you probably would have had very little to take from it. You know? <laughs> yeah, very, very little. <laughs> um, so he- Just some wet shoes. Oh, yeah. Just a... A whole new outlook on life, right? <laughs> um, so he says that homosexuality is a mental state and physically it only appears in men. As far as women are concerned, he obviously has never spoken to a woman, masturbation <laughs> doesn't exist. It is a word created by men. There are no lesbian words. In practical sexuality, <laughs> a lesbian doesn't exist. <laughs> You're just wrong, Yogi It's so bizarre, isn't it? It's like yeah. the Queen Victoria thing, right? That's supposedly one of the um, part of the reason that lesbianism wasn't criminalised in the UK Ooh. is because members of the government and, like, occasionally when it was discussed amongst the royalty, including Queen Victoria, they couldn't like conceive of the idea, so oh. they never thought to legislate against it, even though they were legislating against men. Because they just didn't get how it works. Yeah, like. Yeah. Like, what would they even do? Yeah. How Wallpapering. Um. <laughs> oh, no. So uh, he also claims, and this is horrendous, um, that women enjoyed and were sexually stimulated by violence and abuse. Huh. So he would punch, kick and slap members oh, holy fuck. as well. He claimed to be a Saturn teacher, which isn't something that I've heard of before. But the no. way he describes that is that Saturn is the planet of discipline. So he would carry a stick and just randomly smack people if they were doing something slightly wrong. Yeah, John's doing a face. <laughs> um, wow, I'm that's what I'm gonna I'm gonna set myself up as a satin teacher and just do workshops where people come yeah. and I hit them with a stick. Call them a bastard all the time. <laughs> um, so I am gonna put in some more content warnings here. Uh, content warnings for child sexual abuse, and for pregnancy loss. If that's not something you're ready to listen to, then thank you for listening. We love you. 
Um, so a quote from a 1977. We well, got right back in time again. Yep. I hope you're enjoying the the jumping around the time. Very much so. Um, it has a quote from Colleen Hoskins, who worked for Yogi Bhajan for seven months. She said that men were scarcely seen and his coterie of up to 14 women would attend his baths, give him group massages and then take turns spending the night in his room with him uh, while his wife slept elsewhere. The spokesman for Yogi Bhajan at the time of the, the um, article said, no, he lives a modest lifestyle. Uh, we've got a, a totally, totally chill thing, a couple of totally chill things. Uh, so when Colleen's husband, Philip, left was like nah fuck this like this is awful um <laughs> well done philip bajan told him that he would suffer 84 million reincarnations and be reborn as a worm for betraying his teacher <laughs> i think you might have over egged that pudding there yep. uh 84 million worms yeah. Na, 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 na. Yeah. uh this is a real jump <clears throat> uh quote 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 this is a quote Rape is always invited. It never happens. A person who is raped is always providing subconsciously the environments and the arrangements. If you, woman, do not provide the circumstances and arrangements, it is impossible. He said this at, a, at the Khalsa women's training camp. Oh, fuck this guy yep. so much. Absolutely. So in, um, in 2019, Pamela releases this book which is called Premka, White Bird in a Golden Cage, which is where she talks about some of her experiences with, with Yogi Bhajan and with 3HA. Some of the abuse that she suffered with uh, included um, that she wasn't allowed to have any relationships that didn't also involve him. Ugh. So he had to just know every single thing, every conversation that she was having, everything. He coerced her into a sexual relationship um, but then when she became pregnant, ordered her to have an abortion and arranged for the abortion to mm. happen. She releases this book and in 2019, don't worry, like this is the worst bit, but this is kind of getting towards the end now. Okay. Uh, this book reaches some other members that have left this group. And then dozens of people started coming forward with their own stories saying, oh, oh my wow. God, that happened to you. This is what happened to me. This is what happened to my daughter. This is what happened to this is etc. Um, these these abuses included sexual battery, sexual assault, harassment, uh, conduct judged to be unethical according to Sikh vows and inconsistencies with his own teachings. They've set up a private Facebook group. I didn't try and enter it. It's mm -hmm. their space like it's, it's for them. Um, but they've shared their experiences on it. And there were so many people that had started to come forward that 3HO had to address it. They had oh, to wow. say something. Okay. So in March of 2020, the Siri Singh Sahib Corporation commissioned this report, which is called An Olive Branch, which looks into the allegations. This report can be read in full online. I read it. <laughs> I don't recommend reading Ugh, it. Okay. I will read some of it, that some of the things, um, but... They'd expected to conduct 20 interviews, but actually heard testimony from 299 people. Oh, goodness. And these people were both supporters and critics. Yeah. Victims. Um, but it weighed heavier, the, the bad side. Yeah. Um, so these are some bits from the supporters, the way that these people excuse um, what he's saying. Um, quote, he was in the fourth state. 
he had a lot of control on that stuff because he was a Mahan Tantric. If he blew up, it was on purpose to make a point. Another quote, this is um, person 92. He was operating on levels beyond what you would call a wise man. He could tap into other lifetimes, to relationship from past lives. He was a bolt of lightning into your psyche. He was operating from a different level of consciousness. He could tap into the Akashic records. No, of course drink, he could. Yeah, which hold cosmic knowledge. Uh, people saying he was saint-like. He had saintly humility, respect, powerful care, genuine wisdom. Person 308. Oh, that's more than 299. Um, I think of him as a gifted, extremely intuitive man who happened to be born into a religion that's kind of exciting and stimulating. And he was intelligent enough to see how some of the teachings of this religion could really help a whole other group of people in another country at a certain time. Ten people in this report um, say that reproductive decisions were made for them. So Bajan chose whether they had an abortion or whether they had to keep the child. And that was no matter what the uterus owner wanted to do, he got to choose. Um, A lawsuit filed in June of 2020, a woman claimed that when she was 10 years old, she was taken on a thousand dollar shopping spree to endear her to Yogi Bajan. So a female follower had taken her Mm -hmm. and said, hey, he's giving you all this money. She was taken back to his home where she was groomed and and Uh. harassed. Bajan would threaten to kill followers and their families if they talked about the harm that they were facing. And he would also threaten a follower's, quote, and he would also threaten that a follower's, quote, destiny was to become a physical cripple, to lose her mind and to live out her life in a mental institution. And the only way for them to avoid this was to continue to adhere to his commands and his teachings. Okay. This is intense. This is intense. We're going to carry on. Pamela's uh, 1988 affidavit said the first time that she had sex with him, it was gross and impersonal. He simply put his body on mine. It occurred as just one more of the jobs, which by then I was expected to do for him. She asked him how it linked up with his celibacy and his marriage. And he actually said, no, I'm living three lives in one. One of my lives is celibate. One of my lives is married to Inderjit. The This one. Oh, is... how convenient. Yeah. Lovely. And so the, Pamela was his spiritual wife in this third life that didn't involve actual real things yeah. or fake things. Um, she, I'll read this quote. Um, uh, so in 1976, while I was living at the ashram in Española, Bajan directed me to act as his sexual surrogate with another female member of the secretariat. I was horrified and humiliated by this request, and I told him I did not wish to do it. He pressured and manipulated me and manipulated the other woman until we finally did attempt to perform as he demanded. I found it to be horrible, and I refused to continue with it. Still, Bajan would try to get me to take up with members of the secretariat by refusing to discuss corporate business with me, She's the secretary general. Oh, he would just refuse to work with her until she agreed to go ahead with one of these encounters. God, that's horrendous. Um, and in order to do that, he would just send women to her bedroom. Like, he would just for- try and force this to happen. She was also expected to... Weird for a man who doesn't think lesbianism exists. Right, isn't it? Like, what do you think... What, what, are, you do- what are you doing? <laughs> what are you doing? 
Um, so she would also have to coordinate his sexual liaisons with people um, as well as coordinate orgies for him that she would refuse to participate in and she would go like i i don't want to there's it's a your, grim there's job isn't it orgy coordinator uh, I, I mean i think i'd prefer to be a coordinator than a cleaner <laughs> true yeah um uh, pamela also says that she met a man in california who i thought would make a good husband for me while i was in new mexico i rep requested Barjan's permission to marry him. Barjan refused and told me this man was a homosexual, which was not true. He then proceeded to arrange a marriage for this man with another woman. Mm. He commanded Pamela to perform the wedding ceremony between this man and the wife that Barjan oh, had chosen. Oh, it's just nasty piece of work. Yeah, exactly. Like, just did it to fuck with her. There was a, a man called George who was a bodyguard for Yogi Barjan who fell in love with a woman in the group. And then Barjan just claimed her. No, you can't have her. She's mine. And then he told, went back to George and said, I've raped her so you can go and fuck other women. Uh, He would arrange marriages for you. So the, and then those people would have children. This group goes on and on and on and on. Um, And so the now grown children would talk about the, the sexual, emotional and physical abuse that got to them in those boarding schools that we we talked about yeah so the children were malnourished in those schools they would go to the garden to eat rose petals and bugs their food would be minging and just like flour and water and cigarette butts and worms and the school staff would be like we need to feed the children we need more money to get food for the children and barjan would be like now you're all right sent a doctor to report that the children were not malnourished and then it was allowed to carry on Oh, what a nasty piece of work. Yep. There is, yeah, there was a um, an ex-member who was called Siri Nironka Singh Khalsa, um, who was raised in the group from the age of nine. By the age of 25, he was one of the guardians at the school and was personally responsible for 100 children. So he says that they were given less than 50 cents per day per child to feed, clothe, launder, house these children. Um, oh god this is maybe one of the worst bits Uh, a four year old child was forced to sit on Yogi Bajan's lap for days and nights where he would just kind of manhandle her grab her wherever he wanted to just keep her she had to just stay sitting on him for four days Um, he would play pornography or violent footage on the TV screen and just make this girl watch um and would make her tell him what was happening on the tv what's this what what are you seeing and she would have to describe the pornography that she was seeing to him um there is a four minute video recording that you can see on um the website or listen to uh, uh, um abuse in kundalini yoga.co.uk um where he is yelling at a woman who had had a miscarriage um and he says stand up avatar let me tear you apart and then proceeds to tell her that she has dried up this was a lecture with hundreds of people present so he's got her standing up and he's just humiliating this woman for the loss of her pregnancy um okay so this was a testimony from from a female follower 
Um, quote, Yogi Bhajan said to me, you are going to have sex with this young man. I want him dependent on you. Go to your trailer. He will come to you. I did have sex with him. He was just out of high school. It happened quite a few times. The last time with him, Yogi Bhajan told me to do something to his anus, which was never a thought I had in my life. After the young man left, Yogi Bhajan called me and says, okay, tell me what you did. But I had not fully done what he'd asked me to do and he was angry. I heard from name that someone had done this to Yogi Bhajan with her tongue. I got the impression that I would be asked to do it to Yogi Bhajan. Another one. Uh, he, Yogi Bhajan, bit my tongue. He sucked on my tongue and it turned blue. I cried, but he would not let go until he finished. A staff member noticed that my tongue was blue. The woman said, where did you get the blue tongue? But she knew what it meant, and it had happened to her too. Um, I was sleep deprived for 10 years. It got to the point where I dreaded and loathed the private time. He would bite me on my neck, ears, cheeks, and I cried. He bit my privates. He showed no remorse for hurting me. I took pain pills like candy. He would go at me for hours, biting, gripping, pinching, like he was trying to get his life force back. Um, uh, name opened the door for this lady like she was welcoming me into the fold. Yogi Bhajan told me to massage his feet. Then he began flexing his feet to palpate my breasts. He got up and motioned for me to follow him into a bedroom. I was on full alert. I stood in the door jam. He got on the bed and made kissy faces. He was 62 and I was 24. Um, uh, the, uh, I've got more quotes, but I don't want to read them out now. Um, so Fair enough. The, the, end, the end kind of um, conclusion of, of an olive branch report uh, says... Our findings of this investigation conclude that, more likely than not, Yogi Bhajan engaged in sexual and related misconduct. Our findings also shed light on the multiple realities perceived by members of 3HO slash Sikh Dharma. In this report, we have acknowledged the convictions of Yogi Bhajan supporters as accurate representations of their beliefs, and we have also acknowledged the legitimacy of the reporters' experiences as well. That report is pages and pages and pages long. Yeah, it sounds so horrendous. If you want a cry and a despair, yeah. you can find it online, an Olive Branch report. Um, oh, I do have my uh, bibliography here. I just couldn't see it before. That's okay. So uh, in that report, they end up with a total of 115 claims uh, 24 counts of allegation of sexual battery and sexual abuse, 30 counts of allegations of sexual harassment, 30 counts of allegations of unethical behaviour. Um, so 115 total environment that enabled sexual and related misconduct. Yeah. So that is the children being made to narrate the pornography God. that he's showing them, etc. Today, Miri Piri Academy is still running and they have a website and you can send your children to oh, this school uh, which offers to teach the habits of living well and provide experiences that lead students to a deeper understanding of themselves and the world around them. Bajan still has supporters who refute and disbelieve the victims and these are people that have been there for 40 years and claim yeah, to yeah. have never heard even a rumour, they don't believe it even happened, it must just be rumours. 
and some will even say like oh it was different in the 70s that sort of thing was okay like no fuck right off yeah um but there is a strong community for victims of this group um and i will list a little um a few resources in a moment Mm. you can read the statement from kundalini yoga uk on their website where they pretty much say like we're going to separate ourselves from him, but not from his teachings. Yogi Bhajan was a channel for the message, but the message and the teachings themselves stand up without him. Ah, do they though? That's so hard, isn't it? With these things where you go, how, like it's difficult enough with like the, the artist and the art conversation, right? That's happening endlessly at the moment about how you, how you pass those two things together but this pattern of behaviour that suggests dishonesty, yeah. abuse, violence, viol- you know, yeah. hypocrisy, etc. How can you trust that separation? That and then in the afternoon, suddenly mm-hmm. he was channeling a really divining, beautiful thing and doing it correctly, and not like yeah. how, how like, it's yeah, especially how can you think murky. That they're, right? not, they're not connected together. Yeah. Um, the the kundalini yoga uk also ask for more awareness around cultural appropriation hey we probably won't wear turbans in this class for white people that aren't sikhs is that okay (laughs) um and they talk about respect and understanding for yoga as an ancient practice and sikhism as a as a religion so i got my information today from a bit from wikipedia a bit from um pamela dyson's affidavit from the olive branch olive branch report and from um, abuseinkundaliniyoga.com. Mm. Uh, there, are, there is so much about this. Um, but if you, listener, have been affected by any of this, there is some more information that you can get to from um, Beyond the Cage Facebook group, which is the group um, around Pamela Dyson's book. There is abuseinkundaliniyoga.com, um, which talk, um, you know, I've quoted some of it about the experiences of people. Uh, there are also... Um, uh i guess social media folks so you've got mystical amina and you've got rama wrong um who talk about this um and then there's guru nishan's uncomfortable conversation podcast which also discusses some more information and john that brings us to the end of the grossest yoga cult that ever existed god it's so gross i mean i did save most of the worst stuff till the end yeah i'm sorry yeah no no it was just it was just a lot in in a short burst you just, yeah you just always feel so much for these people who are you know seeking something good yeah and then find themselves manipulated into these it's horrendous like, situations right it's like when you get an ice cream and drop it on the floor you're looking forward to your ice cream and then the worst thing in human life happens yeah not dropping an ice cream on the floor the other things i thought yeah, about yeah. they're the worst thing so uh as I said, John, there are Kundalini yoga classes in in Plymouth. By this, by Kundalini Yoga UK? Uh, I don't know, but okay. they are certainly by teachers of Kundalini yoga. It'd be interesting to, um, yeah, to yeah, research. Yeah, yeah, do a bit of research. Right next door to the um, uh, um, Kadampa. Oh, God, that's swiftly becoming cult centre, isn't it? Yeah, man. There? Yeah. I mean, it's just a, like a white people yoga school. There, so yeah. they, they're fairly harmless, apart from the the harms that they do by just being white people doing yoga yeah yeah wow wow what a story sam thank you you're welcome 
the beard feels quite a lot less jaunty now, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah. yeah I don't want to look at any more pictures of that cunt. Cunt uh, ever again? No. And on that note, <laughs> God, is... thank you, Sam. Thank you for thank all of your you. research and sensitivity around some of that horrendous content as well. Yeah, thank you. It was horrendous to read. Mm. Um, if you decide that you would like to read that, listeners, please just protect your kind of psychological safety. Yeah. Make sure you can talk to someone about it in a safe place. If you do, because it's like, I'm not exaggerating. Like, it's really fucking hard to read all that. Yeah. Um, hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of bits of, of yeah. information. And also, I think what's frightening, right, is that that's almost certainly the tip of the iceberg, right, in these kind of yeah. groups and these kind of... These are the people that are... Hey, alive and using Facebook now. If the yeah, group was started or around in the late eighties, aware of it, or who yeah. didn't, you know, run a mile away, or who didn't stay in the group and never, yeah, 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 for sure, frightening. Uh, so, l- let me leave you with: um, don't do Kundalini yoga and uh, don't drink yogi tea. <laughs> Good. There we go. We'll yeah, take man. down some other products next time. Thank you so much, Sam, thank and you. thank you so much, listeners for joining us uh we will be back next time when we'll be going to high school sam oh my god and we'll be joining band and then maybe things will go downhill from there oh my god does that mean i get to do this voice so much oh my god your dog just licked me right in the ear hole oh delicious (laughs) oh no fucking hell he did just lick me fully in the ear (laughs) it's horrible when he does that um Oh, cool. I'm excited to get to do that voice for you more. Yeah, there'll be lots more of that next time, listeners, on Coffee and Cults. Uh, Email us. We love you. Yeah, send us uh, messages if you want to let us know about anything, if you know anything about the groups that we've covered, or if you have suggestions of groups you would like us to look at in future. We would be up uh, for hearing that. Uh, If you'd like to support us, you can help us make this podcast possible by supporting us regularly on patreon.com forward slash coffee and cults that helps us make these episodes but also some bonus content that's up there on patreon uh if that's a thing that you would like uh you can also just buy us a one-off coffee to drink while we make this podcast at ko-fi.com forward slash coffee and cults disclaimer uh, cannot guarantee will not be spent on oh yeah gin. sometimes it might be spelt uh spent on gin um so if you'd like to support us in that way, uh, we would appreciate that very much. But otherwise, uh, we are always welcome. We <laughs> you always... started the we, <laughs> we and I was like, And oh, then you threw yeah, me off because yeah. now I don't know why I say we are always welcome <laughs> at our own podcast. Yeah. You are always welcome. Uh, it's a pleasure to have you listening to us. Keep in touch. And we, we love you. you. We love you. Bye. Bye. You are the issue. You are the cause we've been. found out that I was actually getting a two-inch by two-inch